Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody. Well, uh, it is Monday after the Super Bowl, and normally, uh, you know, normally it just doesn't matter what day it is, but today it matters, and it matters for several reasons. Uh, it matters because I've found out now that uh, we need to take make this a federal holiday. Now, yeah, they've talked about this for quite some time. We need to take Monday after the Super Bowl off, but... I find the new reasoning behind it to be a bit ridiculous. Uh, it was suggested that we should actually just get rid of Columbus Day and make Monday after the Super Bowl a holiday. Seriously. I'm not joking. This is actually a thing. Now, as you all know, Christopher Columbus, who got on a little dinghy of a boat, and sailed halfway around the world, not sure where he was going, how he was going to get there, what was going to go on. And for all intents and purposes, discovered America for the Western world, right? Now, I mean, listen, you know, there were people here. It's not like America was undiscovered. But, and there's probably been, you know, it looks like there's some Vikings and some others who had probably gotten here before uh, Columbus. But for all intents and purposes, Columbus's arrival was uh, the the actual uh, point in time where the Western world, the European world, the the more probably the most developed world at the time, arguably. I mean, it depends. There, there's some solid development, cultural developments in other parts of the world too. But uh, it, it marked the time where where America was discovered and where our history as Americans really began. Now, Christopher Columbus has been demonized by the left for many, many years. I mean, you know, naturally, uh, Columbus's arrival to the left marks the destruction of the glorious native empires that were here before. Now, I'm going to tell you all that uh, my family and my family history does include some Native Americans. And I'm going to share a little bit about that. So my history and with with uh, with the Indians and the American Indians goes back a couple generations. And I don't know the entirety of the history. The reason is, is that uh, when in my area, so we we grew up in northern Ohio. And my family grew up right along the lake, which was the Black Swamp in those days. And in those days, uh, interracial marriage was more than a little taboo. And there was still a lot of blood, bad blood between the Indians and the Europeans. Uh, Europeans, you know, came over and were kind of pushing them out of their land. And we'd had the, the Indian wars across the country. And certainly there were a lot of bad things that happened there all over, right? So there's a lot of bad blood, and the only thing worse at the time locally than interracial marriage was interracial marriage between Europeans and Indians. I mean, locally, in my you know my great grandparents and uh, grandparents' generation, and and even before that, any sort of inter interracial marriage between an Indian and uh, a European was just it was appalling. So it's something to be embarrassed about. So my grandfather's generation and uh, his brothers, sisters, uh, 
they wouldn't talk about the family history. They wouldn't share it. We to the day they died, we never were able to really. I I never was able to get any great answers on it, and who, what, where, and when, and yeah, some of it's still out there to be found, but it's hard. We did it. We were one of those groups where uh, one of the local town halls burnt down. So I mean, there's just a large piece of my family history that's missing, and maybe I could track it down. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not into that sort of thing. Like that's just not my thing. I'm proud of the relationships that we have uh, in my family between the Native Americans and the uh, the Europeans. I mean, I think that's that's really neat to me, and I love you know, the the cultural ties that we have to some of the stuff, you know, from the Indian nations. I think that's really neat. I love that aspect. You know, even though I don't know the details, you know, and I can't claim to be a part of a specific tribe, uh, that's always been an important part of my life. You know, when I was a little kid, and, you know, this is horrible of me, obviously, but we used to play Cowboys and Indians. I used to watch Sean Wayne. And, uh in my world, the Indians were never the bad guys. Uh, they were, you know, a lot, a lot of the kids back in the day, the Indians were the bad guys, but in our world, they weren't. Cowboys and Indians were frequently friends. And that was a good thing, right? That's how it was supposed to be. I mean, we we probably could have all uh, gotten along had things gone a little bit differently back in the day, but we didn't. So anyways, there's a lot of stuff missing from my history. And there's a lot of recognition in my, my family history that uh, you know, there of all these race issues, which which I just hate. I hate it. But that said, you know, when when we hear about what happened, the, the stories that did survive in my family don't indicate that things are quite as black and white as the left keeps trying to portray them, right? There were atrocities on both sides. Yes, the Europeans came to America, and yes, the Europeans displaced a lot of Indians. And certainly in doing so, they did some horrible, horrible things. That said, uh, there were more than our sh their share of Indian tribes out there that were doing equally horrible things. And at the end of the day, you know, anytime you got a war, one side wins, one side loses. And uh, the losing side is going to take the brunt of the atrocities. Well, there were a lot of Indian wars and, you know, they lost. That's the way it is. And so there were a lot of atrocities, and uh, they're not something to be condoned, but it's history, and it is what it is. Ultimately, those Indian wars and those sins that we, we committed are things that led to the country we are today. Now, we've attempted to atone to, for them, and you know we've passed all sorts of legislation and constitutional amendments regarding equity and uh, equality uh, for all people, regardless of race. And those are good things. And those are things that we could do because our founding documents were perfect or as close to perfect as any man can make them. And they included a mechanism by which we could alter them should we need to. And we did need to, and we did alter them. So that's that. Uh, but, you know, you look at this and, but for Columbus's discovery, you don't have this country. This country that ultimately not only ended segregation, slavery, and other such things for itself, but then fought to end it around the world. Uh, one of the things that I've talked a lot about is how proud I am to be a nationalist. Of course, I'm proud of my country. Look what we did. We, saw, we dealt with our own segregation and race history. We fixed that. 
And then we fought to fix it around the world. We created suffrage, and then we fought to, to push it around the world. We created prosperity on a level that has never before in human history been seen. And then we shared it around the world. We fought for freedom for people all over the world, regardless of race, creed, or religion. Now, whether or not they've chosen to, to accept that gift, well, that's up to them, you know. But we've done our part, and this country's done a lot of great things for a lot of great people around the world. None of that could have happened without Columbus doing what he did, right? Maybe he wasn't the guy who actually discovered the land. Maybe he was just a part of it. But at the end of the day, but for his discovery, well, what do you got? right? What do you got? Um, so that was a really interesting thing to me that, 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 you know, we, we decided that we were going to go to war with Columbus and, and try and uh, minimize his accomplishments because let's, let's talk about those accomplishments. I mean, you know, sailing across the ocean today, not a huge deal. I mean, it happens quite frequently. Sailing across the ocean back then Totally different animal, right? You didn't have radar. You didn't. You couldn't predict the weather. You couldn't sail around storms. You didn't even have a boat with a motor. You had sails and a prayer. You were navigating with stars. You didn't have a refrigerator to keep food preserved. So the food that you packed could only be stuff that could last a trip that was you know, for unknown duration, because you were at the same time going across the, uh, a sea that we really at the time didn't know how long it was going to take to cross. You weren't exactly sure where you were going. And you knew that if you ran out of supplies on the way or you didn't get there, you were going to die. This guy is a brave guy. He's an adventurer. He was an explorer. I don't think he was work worried about being offended. I also don't think he was woke. You know, the guy was just, I mean, he was, this guy got on a boat made of wood with sails, stuffed some food in there that he hoped would be enough, put a bunch of other crazy uh, adventure type sailors on there and, and just went west. Well, it worked out. And so we celebrate the fact that he opened the door for the European colonization of America. And a good thing he did, because otherwise we don't have our country, that, that did so much to free people, to end suffrage, to create prosperity, to promote freedom. It's a good thing he did, because had America not developed, what would have happened in World War II? You may or may not have noticed, but we did have a hand in helping turn the tide of that war. We helped in a number of other wars. We've created stability around the world. But for America, a lot of evil would have gotten a lot farther. So I don't like the idea of demonizing Christopher Columbus. Uh, you know, I think the guy deserves some accolades. The guy, I mean, if for no other reason, the guy was a, an early embodiment of BDE. I mean, this guy was, uh, I mean, he was probably full of toxic masculinity. He was a guy that our woke left would have hated because he had the courage to do what you do. Now, I'm not saying he was a perfect man. I'm not saying he wasn't uh, a rotten SOB on some levels. I don't know. 
but what I do know is he had the courage to do this. And the result of his gamble was the, the colonization and development of an America without which who knows what would have happened in the world. The idea that we, uh, that my ancestors on, on, you know, whatever side of the family that is, it's on dad's side, but uh, that my ancestors, the, the Indians, Native Americans, uh, had like this peaceful, happy kumbaya existence over here back in those days is absurd. It it wasn't a perfect, glorious, harmonious land where the natives lived with nature. It was a tough place where the natives fought with each other and killed each other and committed their own atrocities. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that we had the right to necessarily displace them and take things over, but I'm also not saying that it was exactly the kumbaya perfect place that it was. Now, two wrongs don't make a right. And I don't really care uh, how you look at this. At the end of the day, we ended up with a country that did a lot of good things. And so, you know, uh, there were atrocities on all sides. A lot of bad things happened, but because God had a hand in it, we ended up with the one great thing that came out of it. So how's that? I think I've probably triggered every leftist within 5,000 miles with this conversation. Uh, but the idea that we should eliminate a day where we celebrate an adventure, a hero, and a, 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 true, a true historical figure for the Super Bowl so that people can get drunk and watch a sport, well, that's a bit much to me. I mean, you want to take the day off. I can't, I can get behind that. I mean, I'll work anyways, because that's what I do. But uh, the idea that we're going to get rid of it on a national level, get rid of Columbus Day for that is, is absurd to me, especially in light of what we're looking at now, right? Did anybody see the Black National Anthem played last night? The NFL has decided to be racist now. The NFL has decided that it wants to divide its players and its people by color. It's going to get behind racism. The Black National Anthem isn't a thing. There is no Black nation. There is an American nation with one national anthem, and it doesn't care what color you are. Martin Luther King asked us to judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I am trying to not judge you by the color of your skin, but you're telling me that you're going to stand and salute the Black National Anthem. What the hell is the Black National Anthem? Luckily, Carrie Lake didn't stand for this, uh, the the true queen of BDE, uh, despite the fact that we had a lot of woke little weenies standing everywhere and dancing around super excited about it. There is no such thing as a black national anthem, anything more than there's a white or Asian or Latino or any other national anthem other than the national anthem. We have one, not multiple. There's not going to be multiple. And, uh, you know, the idea that we would have another one based on race is completely counter to what we fought, uh, to, the, uh, to everything that came out of the Civil War, the Civil Rights Act, and everything Martin Luther King stood for. It's absurd. If you want to have a song to celebrate the contributions of Black history, I can get behind that. I think that the 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 African American people of this nation, the the people, and by the way, there are no real African Americans, right? I mean, outside of a handful of people that immigrated from Africa first this generation, 
the rest of y'all are Americans, right? Once you get an American citizen, you're an American. If you came from Africa and obtained it and you've got dual citizenship, then you're an African-American. Otherwise, we're just all Americans. And I'm tired of this racist bigotry. I'm very frustrated by this whole thing, folks. I, I, I really just, I do not like racism. And it just, it won't end. Uh, you know, more on the other side of the break, but for right now, get yourself some Cofix and keep it on hand. It really helped. I beat this cold, this terrible, ravaging, violent cold that probably could have killed me. And I probably should have been vented and hospitalized with it. Uh, but luckily Cofix was on hand. So I, uh, I, I used it, kept my sinuses clean, got rid of the germs and did not die from remdesivir poisoning in a hospital with a vent. Thank God. Praise God. Uh, you got to use out loud code at checkout. You get a big discount and you also help our network. So get yourself some Cofix and keep it on hand. Great product. Probably saved my life three times from one cold. We'll be right back after this. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Okay, welcome back, everybody. All right, so listen, we're talking about the bigotry that occurred at the NFL. We're talking about getting rid of Columbus Day uh, in place of post-Super Bowl Day, and I'm okay with taking the day off. And uh, we're we then ended talking a little bit about this Black National Anthem, which is not a thing. We've got to get rid of this, this racist just nonsense occurring in our country. I, I, and I don't know what else to do. We've got to talk about it. I understand it's very controversial. I understand that I'm probably triggering some snowflakes when I do this. And, and God forbid, I mean, I got to tell you guys, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I think to myself, God, I hope I don't offend anybody today, especially snowflakes. Okay, I can assure you that I'm actually just 
Uh, that's not true. I have literally, I don't think those thoughts have ever gone through my head. And it's funny that I just said that to me. And if it's funny to me, I'm glad I said it because it entertains me. And I am, uh, I'm not sure if this show entertains anybody else, but I am sure that it entertains me. So that's important. Anyways, uh, you know, we're looking at this and we have to, we have to have this conversation right? Rosa Parks, one of my, I I just absolutely admire this woman on levels that I can't imagine or or even properly adequately explain. Even with my incredible ability to wordsmith, well, something like that, right? Uh, I, I really, my admiration for her is amazing. Why? Think of the courage she exhibited when she said, I'm not getting up. I'm not moving because I'm black and you're white. That's great. That is what we need, right? That is what we need. We need these people who have got this heroic courage and unwillingness to flex in the face of racist garbage. And so I'm trying to exhibit a portion of that courage by uh, willingly subjecting myself to the anger of the woke mob and saying the black national anthem is one of the most racist things I've ever heard of. We have one nation under God, not one nation for black people, one nation for Latinos and one nation for white people and one nation for Asians, et cetera, et cetera. We have one nation under God. I support any song that you would want to do to to uh, recognize and honor black history and black contributions. Although I would tell you that if you do that, uh, outside of some recognition, if you want anything more than a high five for it, then you become racist again. There should be recognition of the fact that that you know the people uh, the people who uh, were enslaved in this country overcame that. The people who fought segregation in this country overcame that. That's worth recognizing, right? And I don't think it's racist to recognize it because it's history. It happened, right? That deserves kudos. That generation of people, God bless them for the courage that they showed. And I'm okay with commemorating that. I'm okay with songs about it. I'm okay with shows about it, movies about it, whatever we're going to do. What I'm not okay with is pushing the narrative that we are uh, a racist country when we have more laws to protect against it than any other country in the world, and then call it a racist country by promoting racism. That's what's happening. I think that's atrocious, and it's unacceptable to me. So anyways, while we're we're doing this, you know, we're saying that we got to get rid of this Columbus guy and support what? A football game where people are no longer allowed to hit each other where they're all dying from uh, myocarditis or quitting or retiring from myocarditis. And uh, I I just, I can't get behind this folks. I I think the whole thing is appalling and uh, you know, God bless again, Carrie Lake. How cool is it that Carrie had the, the BDE, the courage to not stand up during that. Nice picture of her sitting down during that racist garbage. Congratulations to Carrie Lake for not being a racist. I want to I want to extend my congratulations and my blessings to Carrie Lake for being a non-racist and having the courage to do what she did. 
Uh, keep on fighting, lady. We got your back. Um, that's that. Okay, so I need to... We're going to move on from there, from uh, racism to religious bigotry. Right? How about institutionalized religious bigotry? I think that's important, right? Now, the left has a stroke when we look at legislation that's going to limit or recognize that there might be ties between radical Islam and terror. Now, that despite the fact that it's well acknowledged, I mean, you can't really miss it, right? I mean, radical Islam is a thing. And there are certain elements of Islam that quite openly teach violence. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I didn't teach it. I didn't put it out there. It just does. doesn't mean the whole, that everyone that's Islamic is a terrorist. It doesn't mean that the whole religion is terrorist. But there are substantial elements of Islam that are radicalized and have been involved with all sorts of terror and other things around the world. But if we say that, suddenly we're, 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 we're anti-Islam bigots, right? The same people who tell us that that's anti-Islam bigotry are the same people who are pushing that uh, the Catholics are somehow domestic terrorists and need to be observed by the FBI. I would love someone to explain to me how it is that the Southern Poverty Law Center can promote the idea that, that Latin Mass and, and traditional Catholics are somehow uh, bigoted because of their views on LGBTQ but they don't seem to have anything to say about Islam, where many Islamic nations actually just kill people who are LGBTQ. I'm curious about this. It seems a little odd to me. It's almost as if the Southern Poverty Law Center are a bunch of crooked scumbags that are just trying to uh, make money and uh, give the left a veil of uh, legitimacy when they call everybody a hate group. By the way, Southern Poverty Law Center, I look forward to suing you when I'm inevitably put on your hate list. I, I really can't wait because I don't think there is a greater promoter of hate in this country than the Southern Poverty Law Center. And uh, I've done a deep dive into them. I cannot wait to sue them. I just can't wait. I'm so excited about it. I want to take every dime of money that they've stolen from Eddie, every idiot leftist in the universe and use it to promote all of our faith-based, loving, non-judgmental, true, true anti-hate work. Uh, because that's what we do, is we promote actual anti-hate work, whereas they actually promote hate. Okay, so anyways, uh, this is really an incredible thing when you look at this. The FBI... You know, this, this document leaked and came out and it says that the FBI is uh, checking and following and observing whatever they're doing with uh, traditional Catholics because they are potentially domestic terrorists. Now, we've already had the lawsuits and outrage from the left when they've done anything, even in the remote ballpark of observing potential radicalized Muslims. Now, I'm kind of of the belief that you got to give a pretty wide swath of freedom, regardless of your religion. All religion is free under the First Amendment. But I I recall this 9-11 thing, right? I recall several other instances 
where you know we've had actual terror attacks by radical elements of Islam. And you know there there may be an instance where if we see a truly radicalized church or Islamic extremist element that we should look into that, right? Now I will tell you I'm of the opinion we have to temper that very very we we have to very much be careful with that, right? Because uh, the First Amendment is very clear. There is a, you cannot interfere with religion. But my point is, though, that we have we have one group that's, you know, got a proven track record of doing this stuff, and they aren't talking about that. We've got another group. I, I don't think anybody can point to any, uh, you know, buildings that have been blown up by Catholics. I mean, in the name of Catholicism, I, 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 I don't know anyone who says, go Jesus and then blows themselves up. I mean, that's kind of antithetical to Jesus's teaching, right? So I don't, I don't see that happening. So, but, so there's just kind of this disparity in treatment that's pretty obvious that I think we all need to look at. I mean, this is just a little confusing, right? Why why are we having this disparity of treatment and and violating the First Amendment for one group that doesn't really do anything, whereas another group does the same things, including, you know, ostracization of uh, LGBTQ, but goes way farther and then has certain elements that occasionally get radicalized and blow things up? I mean, does this make any sense? As if that's not enough, there's more, right? There's more. Of course, there's more, right? Uh, the FBI's job and the executive branch, the, the, one of the, the most probably important principles of our Constitution was uh, the development of safeguards to ensure that the government never turned against the people. Right. I mean, that, that's the foundation of America is, is a free nation where the government is for of and by the people, not over and controlling and attacking the people. The weaponization of our Department of Justice, that's something our founding fathers would not have stood for. I mean, you know, they had a tea tax and had a tea party. Uh, yeah. Well, can you imagine if, if there had been an FBI that was over here investigating their churches? These guys would have shot them. So, you know, that's a uh, that's a really big deal, right? That's a really big deal that we've got an FBI that now is getting politicized. And let me ex give you a great example of this, right? The FBI is observing and putting resources on Catholics who there's just, I, I couldn't list any evidence of any Catholic, uh, Catholic uh, violence that's occurred. I, there's like nothing, uh, nothing really that we can point to or look at that has anything to do with us. Right? There's no, there's no, uh, there's no violence or, or anything coming from the Catholic Church, at least not in recent history. A few, a few centuries ago, there was a lot of it, but that's another story. They're not really doing anything wrong. They're just practicing their faith, but instead of going after real issues we're putting resources towards against uh, you know, people exercising their first amendment rights what what am i talking about specifically well let's talk about open borders 
Let's talk about the crime, you know, going back and forth between, uh, you know, the drug trafficking, the child trafficking, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, all the stuff going on between Mexico and our southern border. Um, let's talk about the Biden crime family. I don't think a day goes by that we don't find another law that they've broken or 10. I mean, let's talk about uh, the number of uh, Chinese and uh, WEF spies who are buying off, paying off, corrupting our, our government. Let's talk about the uh, attacks on our food supply, the attacks on our energy grid. I mean, there are so many serious, serious crimes occurring that are being unaddressed. And yet our FBI, instead of addressing real crimes that are actually being committed, they're spending their time and resources on what? Well, they're spending their time and resources on uh, Catholics. And that's right, folks. I mean, we're, we're spending our time uh, going after Catholics because I, I guess they're a threat. This is ridiculous, folks. This is, uh, this is a very clear example of the politicization of our justice system. Our executive branch is not going after criminals. It's going after people who they don't like politically. Our federal government has been weaponized against we the people. You know, you can go out and uh, you can you can be a Jeffrey Epstein pedophile, and because he was uh, blackmailing rich and powerful people, we don't see his book and we don't see any prosecutions of the people that uh, were involved with him. But if you go to Catholic Mass, well, suddenly you're a criminal. Why is that? That's because the Catholics, the true Catholics, especially the conservative Catholics, don't like Joe Biden and don't like the corruption pushed by this crooked pope and don't like the corruption pushed pushed around the world. They stand for something, they're faithful, and they, they aren't going to bend on that. So they're persecuted because they're enemies of the state. They're enemies of Joe Biden. January 6th, right? Why are they there? Trespassing? What did they do? Nothing. Nothing meaningful. You know, the thing about this is, is our government has been weaponized against we the people. And it's just not an acceptable situation. This is the antithesis of the America that was founded by by some patriots, you know, a few hundred years ago. I mean, this is the just the worst case scenario for our founding fathers, the weaponization of the federal government against American people. Uh, luckily, luckily, uh, there are some people that are starting to see some issues with this. Uh, I, I do like the number of AGs are now demanding that the FBI come clean about this anti-Catholic memo and church spying. So this is an interesting thing because, you know, there's some FOIAs going on with this and some other things going on. But these uh, these AGs are, are pushing this real hard. Now, the AGs are being led by Virginia, uh, but include Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. Uh, 20 of them, right? Uh and I, I may have missed some, but but uh, 
these AGs are saying, you know, what, what the heck's going on here? And I'm going to tell you more about it when I come back. But right now, I need to tell you about my website. I need you to go to tomrens.com. I need you to subscribe to my Substack. I need you to give Dar Give Send Go. And I need you to support uh, our sponsors. Andrew Sorcini, we you got to be buying gold. The economy, the central bank digital currency is underway. They're going to seize assets, possibly. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but it ain't good. BRICS nations are using gold-backed currency. It may be the only thing that you can actually use to get out of this CBDC. Go to bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren sent you. Uh, but go to tomrens.com. Support our stuff. Support our sponsors, all of them. My pillow. tell them Ren sent you. Uh, this, this, these guys are just amazing people. Mike Lindell's a hero. Eric Naputi, support that guy. He's a hero. Uh, you know, just get these guys the support that they need and uh, help us in our fight. So go to TomRens.com, support us, and we will be right back after this. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Okay, welcome back again. Uh, so we're talking about the FBI deciding that the First Amendment doesn't apply and uh, attacking church groups because and spying on churches and going after Catholics because apparently they are some sort of a threat 
uh, and unless you're a Catholic that is sold out to the Pope who is pushing Marxist ideology, then you're okay. If you're okay with the Pope's Marxist ideology, you are a fine Catholic. Uh, if, however, you are in any way, shape, or form partial to the tenets of Catholicism, you're apparently a very dangerous monster. Uh, despite the fact that there are other religions who are arguably uh, less friendly towards the groups that they're suggesting the Catholics are targeting. Um, the AGs, though, we were talking about the AGs that have come out and said, uh, demanding that the FBI come clean about the church buying. Now, that's the first step. you got to have enough evidence to file a lawsuit. Now, I don't know what sort of a lawsuit may be filed, and I'm glad that these AGs are doing it, but it does lead to a little bit of a side issue that I'm going to mention and go on a slight tirade about. Uh, this is something that uh, I'm of the belief any citizen in this country should be able to file a lawsuit requesting injunctive relief against the FBI for this. I think any single Catholic citizen in the United States, because they targeted Catholics, and particularly if it's you're a traditional traditionalist Catholic, I think you should be able to file suit. Let me tell you what would happen if you filed suit. The court would say you didn't provide a concrete enough example of injury and throw it out. Uh, because you can't, unless you could show you were targeted, right? That's garbage. That's garbage. So we're going to let, I'm glad these AGs are doing what they're doing, but it should be something that any American citizen can do because this is a clear violation of the First Amendment. Our courts have a bunch of garbage rules that they've made up that don't have any uh, real basis in the Constitution. They're, they're, what they are is a game of telephone. They started interpreting the Constitution. They continued to interpret further away until we got to the point where we've got this concrete aspect of the analysis for standing, concrete injury, and they would use that to dodge this case. I think that's abhorrent. Our federal government is making war on American citizens, and they're going to dodge it because it's a, a generalized injury. That's garbage, and it's a dodge from the courts, and it's something that they should be ashamed of. Okay, so that's that. Uh, but uh, going back to the original point, this is the First Amendment, freedom of religion, not freedom from religion, freedom of religion, uh, without interference. And uh, this is most certainly interference. There is no legitimate reason to do this. Uh, this is actually constitutionally uh, worse or at least equivalent to the FBI going in and uh, targeting and, and spying on a group because they're black. It's it, There's no difference under the Constitution whether you violate one type of civil right versus other when it comes to to the First Amendment regarding religious protections or 13th, 14th, and their, their protections uh, against uh, racial disparity. I will tell you that some of the racial disparity stuff comes under the Civil Rights Act. And so legally, it's hard to say which one would be uh, more egregious, but both are very clear violations of the Constitution, and neither is acceptable. You could not, you couldn't uh, have the FBI go and uh, inspect someone because of the uh, someone's meeting that was based. You know, if we had a uh, a black American club, and uh, they wanted to get together and do their thing and celebrate 
whatever it means to be uh, a black American to them, that's not something that, that the FBI can go investigate just because they're there. And they shouldn't be able to. You have freedom of association, First Amendment. In the same way, you also have freedom of religion. You can't go target a church. So, and I understand there's a lot, a lot of uh, things that distinguish some of the stuff. But the example is, is uh, I think, I think you useful. I think it's, uh, despite any sort of distinguishing characteristics in the law, I think the the example is useful. But again, under Joe Biden, the law doesn't matter. Uh, you just got to make sure you're getting your cut for the big guy. If that's happening, it's all good. So, uh, okay. This is this is amazing to me. Uh, this is a, this is one of our one-off stories that I really, I feel really feel like we just need to touch on here, right? The New York Times, uh, and this was from a Substack, Cernovich, uh, the other side of Fear Substack. Uh, New York Times platforms genocide. Are conservatives their next target? Okay, so I don't. I think that the headline's a bit a bit much. Um, I I think that the idea that conservatives are the next target is a bit much. But the fact that the New York Times actually included this buffoon from Yale, who is legitimately putting forth ideas that the only solution to the burdens in Japan, and I'm going to read this to you. Uh, this is the quote, the tweet. A Yale economics professor has some ideas for how to deal with the burdens of Japan's rapidly aging society. The, quote, only solution, he said, is mass suicide of the elderly, including ritual disembowelment. Hey, for any of you that are over 65, how do you feel about uh, mass suicide, including ritual disembowelment? Is that is that a workable solution for you? I mean, let's. I'll tell you what. As long as we don't cut Social Security, are you okay with ritual disembowelment? Seriously, the New York Times gave this guy a platform. They let the, a guy. Now, mind you, I get censored because I'm talking about vaccines killing people. They censor all sorts of people. They put January 6th people in jail. This guy, this guy goes on the New York Times and says the only solution to old people is ritual disembowelment of all of them. What? I mean, promoting violence? Anybody? Anybody? I mean, he didn't just promote violence. He promoted genocide. 65, you know, we're not going to cut Social Security, but we are going to cut you in half. What? What in the hell has happened here? Have I have I have I missed something? I'm looking at my producer. Did I miss something here? Uh, she doesn't seem to think I. She says it doesn't seem like it. I mean, this guy is literally saying that the only solution. And mind you, that uh, you know the the society aging and this sort of thing has been a nonstop you know, drumbeat in Japan for many many years. Uh, but you know, this guy, uh, the other side of fear. Uh, newsletter you know they got this i mean how do you get into the new york times and legitimately suggest that the only solution to aging society is 
ritual disembowelment of the elderly. Did anybody hear the reaction after after Biden's buffoon State of the Union when he suggested that Republicans wanted to cut Social Security? Or booze, I mean, the whole thing. No, we don't. Nobody wants to cut Social Security. We don't care how much money we have to print. We're never cutting Social Security. Okay. But how about just cutting old people in half? Is that okay? I mean, that's what this guy's promoting. We can't even talk about cutting Social Security. And this guy's pushing for ritual disembowelment of everyone that's elderly. I, I don't even know what to say about this. You know, if you if you talk negatively about the LGBTQ movement, you get accused of being violent, a violent extremist and banned from every social media platform on the planet. But this guy, he talks about ritually disemboweling a whole segment of the population and gets pr promoted in the New York Times. Really? I don't care if he was serious, if he was joking. I don't care what he was doing. The fact that the New York Times printed this is absurd. So I guess you can't promote uh, violence unless you're a Yale professor or someone that's approved by the left-wing media and the violence is against people who are uh, not politically useful, uh, then you can you can promote as much of it as you want. That's what we seem to have happening here. I don't know, folks. I just don't know. Uh, all right, moving on. Some other things. Biden's world war. I mean, at least he's trying. He's trying real hard. He needs a world war, right? The globalists need a world war. Uh, the WEF has failed miserably in convincing everybody that they need to be on COVID jabs for the rest of their life. Nobody believes anything out of the public health community. Vaccine uptake in general has crashed, praise God, uh, especially COVID vaccines. Nobody's taking any of this because the truth about people being murdered by vaccines is coming out. Unfortunately, we're going to have a lot lost, but uh, you know that's coming out. People are starting to wake up to the fraud that's occurred because the failure of the COVID plan has led to people asking questions about other things like the election fraud and all the other stuff that's occurring. The left and uh, the globalists, the World Economic Forum leaders and uh, CCP, but particularly I think the WEF and the leftists, they need something to distract people from the chaos that they've caused. Uh, they know that, you know, as, as the truth continues to come out about COVID, Nuremberg 1 didn't end out end up so well for the conspirators behind it, right? The people that ended up at the end of the ropes that ended at Nuremberg, not so good, right? Well, Gates and Fauci and, you know, all the Rockefellers and all these people who were involved in this. By the way, if you think that I'm making that up, the Rockefeller Foundation is on the grant uh, that was issued to uh to create SARS-CoV-2. So uh, they were much like Metabiota, UC Davis and some of these others. Uh they were ab absolutely actively involved. But uh you know what what their role was is a little unclear, but the fact that they were involved no question. So these guys, you know, they these are big powerful people. They don't want to be at the end of a rope and uh they're trying to figure out what to do and 
Well, I mean, a war is a hell of a way to distract people, especially a world war. So, you know, let's uh, let's just quick start a world war. I mean, we started out by picking a fight with Russia over Ukraine, which is really, you know, just about bioweapons and keeping that stuff secret and uh, making sure that George Soros's and the World Economic Forum's piggy bank is kept secret. And ultimately, the, the huge money funneling operation that, that Ukraine is for the United States elected officials. I mean, our elected officials have made more money off Ukraine than they know what to do. Every time they print a check and send it over there, they get a, a kickback. So, and by the way, I'm not going to go into all the details of that in this particular segment, but if you want to look, there's plenty been written on it. So what do we got? We're going to start a war? Well, you know, now it's kind of came out and uh, I don't know that this is completely confirmed, but it looks like Biden was the guy who ordered the attack on the Nord Stream uh, oil line, right? I mean, it blew up. This is a preemptive attack on a nuclear power. We, if we blew that up, that's what that amounts to. Gateway pundits been all over this, and they've done a good job on it. But uh, you know, this is really an attack, a preemptive attack on a nuclear superpower, without any declaration of war, without anything else. Biden decided that he was going to go attack Russian assets in Ukraine. Is that unconstitutional or illegal? I would say yes. I would say it is. I mean, that's a big, big deal. I, really? You're going to just go start a war with a nuclear superpower because, I don't know, you're trying to protect your piggy bank and the fact that your son got payoffs from there? You know, Meanwhile, not only is he starting a war, trying to you know, dink with a war with Russia, uh, China, China's never been our friend, right? China has never, ever been our friend. They use us to get what they need and to advance technology, but they're doing it the whole time to strengthen themselves at the expense of us, at the expense of our nation. China doesn't like us. They've been very open about that. There's no way to miss that. What they do is they buy off our big corporate donors who then buy off our elected officials. So we keep doing business with this evil communist monstrosity of a nation that, that kills people and commits human rights violations like it's their job. I mean, it's horrendous what China is. I mean, they are an absolute nightmare. And uh, yet we've done work with them because why not? Well, we sold China an immense amount of our, our technology. And there's some really interesting things happening. I mean, we keep shooting these things down that are flying over the U.S., and it looks like more and more things are going over the U.S. all the time. Now, there's a group of idiots out there that want us to think these are UFOs. Okay. I, I mean, they're not. I just don't think they are. What we have going on, I mean, you talk about conspiracy theories. I mean, so we have the stories about uh, the pilots who shot down the thing over Alaska are baffled because it interfered with their sensors. We have been giving China our technology since Clinton. They've stolen a lot of it. They've probably come up with some ideas, right? So they're a serious threat. They've got good stuff. And we're now picking a fight with them. And we're being led by a guy who is owned by them. I mean, you know, there's a daily battle. I think there's a, I think they've actually set up somewhere in the West Wing of the, of the uh, White House an auction room. 
So that you've got, but there's only two invites, right? There's the CCP and the WEF. And, you know, it's whoever's bidding highest for Biden's uh, allegiance for the day. That's the one that wins that day. Because he'll sell out to anybody while he's pooping in his pants. And, uh, yeah, he, he just, <laughs> but in the meantime, he's also, you know, China isn't doing this because they're our friends. China is not our friend. They're they're openly our enemy. Yet our our you know the good corporations in America they do all their work over there and you know support this nation that supports slavery and genocide and killing Uyghurs and all sorts of things. But that's another story. They're they're woke, so it's okay. But you know this is a mess, and it's something that we got to be concerned about. Uh, we're going to have more on this coming up in future shows. Uh, we're running out of time today, unfortunately, folks. Uh, the show just goes fast. There's so much happening. There's so much to talk about that uh, you just can't get it all in. I mean, I, I need to do like a three-hour show, a Rush Limbaugh type show. I, I don't think that I can do that because I still have to be a lawyer and I still have to fight bad guys. And I got a lot of other things to do. But anyways, in the meantime, get yourself uh, Genesis HOCL. Uh, the other thing that happened is with my horrible cold that didn't kill me, thanks to the Cofix, was I also didn't share it with my family because my Genesis HOCL wiped out any germs that were in there, and they prevented me from sharing them. If you use the OutLoud code at checkout, you will get a huge discount. You will get a great product that will keep you from poisoning your family with your germs or stop your children from poisoning you with your germs. Use the OutLoud code at checkout. Get one now and come back and listen to us again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.